For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. <laughs> Damn it, first for you. Bang, oh! Somebody tell him he's a rookie. And welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker here for another episode. Alex, how's it going? Good, good, really good. I'm excited about this uh, conversation. We're about to have a lot of things going moving forward, so um, we'll dive into it and see what's going to happen, man. Yeah, no question about it. And we know that uh, before, quickly before we get started, if you enjoy the show out there, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can do that on Apple. We're also available wherever else podcasts are found. And, of course, at Believe.com. And with all of that good stuff out of the way, as Alex was mentioning, uh, a lot of news on the NBA really kind of breaking. Uh, we, we touched on it a few weeks ago. We, of course, talked to Mike Taylor last week. Uh, but we know that the NBA, at least as of now, is trying to go forward with this this restart of the season in, in the bubble in Orlando. And uh, it comes at a time where we know the coronavirus hasn't gone away. And in fact, it's kind of spiking and out of control in a lot of parts of the country. So it's just another another hurdle and another set of things to deal with going forward. But uh, we know that it's uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this, this bubble and restart of the NBA season is going to go. For sure, yeah. I think that um, it's actually spiking in Florida a lot more, um, which is um, a concern for everybody right now. And um, definitely going to see how the NBA is going to judge this and how they're going to go about, you know, um, bubbling their players the best of the ability. Yeah, and we know that hopefully that they kind of just keep Disney World closed. We know that they're going to try to reopen it. We've heard that in, at least in California, Disneyland, they've pushed back their reopening, which was supposed to happen in July. So as you said, the, you know, cases are spiking in a lot of places and Florida is one of them. So you have kind of automatically that concern. And then you throw in the fact that we're starting to see, obviously all these players start to come back and report into camp. We've already gotten reports of, you know, numerous players from different teams who are going to be in this bubble testing positive you got buddy heel from the kings malcolm brogdon from the pacers jabari parker from the Kings. so i think we're going to see a lot of a lot of positive tests and then you know having to quarantine from there yeah wow that's crazy i did not know all these guys were uh, actually affected like this you know and um the way the situation is going to happen how are they going to be able to confine all these guys and keeping them in their room for two months, not two months, but I mean like a full 20 days and stuff like that before they start playing. You know, that's going to be mayhem trying to get these guys to lock down and take this thing serious for every individual. And um, we'll definitely see what it is. We, everybody has to be in compliance of, of the rules, um, take this serious. Um, this is the main reason why the NBA has been shut down, so they're trying to bring it back. Um, and take pro- protocol and precaution a lot serious. So um, I think that uh, the surface of it all is um, the NBA really has to, you know, um, figure out what they're going to do <laughs> in the right way because at the end of the day, you're going to be on the court playing with these guys, yelling and cussing, screaming at referees and stuff like that. So it's going to get 
it's going to get a mixture of things that you don't want to happen off the court, but on the court, you can't stop that at all. Yeah, and I know that uh, I think when looking through some of the rules that they have, when when on the bench, players might have to wear masks, but obviously, like you said, when they're on the court, they're going to be you know, unmasked as are the refs. And, you know, there's really, there's, (laughs) there's really no way to avoid it when you're in that scenario and playing a game. So, you know, the only way to have that work successfully, like you said, is kind of make sure these players are quarantined in the right way and don't have the virus. Cause if, if one of them has it on the court, then it could just, as you said, kind of spiral out of control and pretty much bring an end to this thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. and, And the other thing, obviously, you know, still extremely prevalent and important is, of course, you know, all of the racial and social justice issues, which has led to a whole nother discussion with a lot of NBA players. If if they want to play or not, not only for the yeah. coronavirus part of things, but in this moment, if they want to sit out to basically show their support for Black Lives Matter and social protests and, you know, yeah. not provide a distraction in this moment and pay more attention to that. I'm curious to to your thoughts on First of all, obviously, you're a former player. Kind of what you, yeah. you're thinking on that would be, and uh, we have seen a couple of players, Avery Bradley, really the main one right now for that reason, who has opted mm-hmm. not to play. But um, we know that other players will certainly follow suit in that way. So yeah. just your thoughts on that I, and what you think been, you would I've do in that really, situation. I've really been following um, um, Kyrie Irving. Um, he's very, been very outspoken and um, – his demeanor is really serious. I'm kind of not sure if he's actually saying this because it's not really his tweet. It's just a source that's actually saying that he's saying this. So it's kind of hard to judge everything. But I, um, been the been the fact that I played against him and played with him a lot. I know he's serious about this movement. Um, he's taking the role with the players, the union, um, as one of the executives, and um, he's really adamant about you know change in the uh, in the board. Um, that's why he took that role. Um, but I think for me personally, um, it's kind of it's kind of both ways, really. Um, I wouldn't consider playing right now because it would take away the fact of what's going on, um, mainly for your health issues, but most importantly for a thing that everybody has been fighting for since 2014, you know, and that's being the injustice system and making sure it works properly. Um, it's not just the NBA players that have a voice. I think everybody sees now that they have a voice. And um, these guys that have a voice that are playing in the NBA are, you know, a collective union where they're being portrayed and seen by a lot of people. Um, and they're waiting for them to respond, you know. So their movement as far as playing basketball, it's going to be an actual movement as far as actions where they can depict of um, – what are they going to do? Why, why would you play basketball right now after everybody's on the on the front line, you know, fighting for justice of, of uh, minorities right now? So um, I probably would not play, uh, to be honest with you, for sure. But again, you got to take this consideration is that everybody's going to be in Disneyland in Florida. When is there going to be a, a time like this where every single player can be involved and in actually talking um, mm-hmm. together to figuring out something that they can do and making sure um, not just wearing the T-shirt of I can't breathe or, you know, tweeting or doing something like that. When are they going to have a time like this to ever do something to get together and impact um, this process? 
Yeah, and I, I guess that's the the flip side of things, right? It's you you obviously completely understand any player that would want to take this moment to sit out and kind of highlight the situation that's going on right now. But you could also yeah. see kind of what you're alluding to there. You would have the platform and obviously the attention of of the country with no other sports. You know, baseball is going to come back as well, but really there hasn't been any sports. So you would have kind of the eyes on you and that attention where you could potentially try to do something as well in that way. So that could be, sure. you know, another reason why someone would go the other way. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's a lot going on right now. Um, these two topics right here are very serious. Um, this is the reason why they shut down the NBA is because of coronavirus. Um, you guys can see that that thing is not a hoax or a, a scam or anything like this. There's no way they would shut down a multi-billion dollar company like this. You know, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen at all. So um, this thing is real, serious. Um, and they're taking precautions for sure. But what is precaution at something that you cannot see, actually? You know, um, it's a virus. It's, it's a deadly virus that's attacking any and everything that it can get to. Uh, moving forward with this with this situation, with the, the um, brutality of the police and stuff like that, um, this has to be something where it's not it's not going to happen like this again. The protesting and all this is never going to happen again. So the action it has to be now, and everybody is held accountable for it um, in all races and ethnicity for sure. And I think uh, the NBA is in the front line of actually doing something for sure about this. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be really interesting. As you said, there's no there's obviously no right answer when it comes to this, but there are yeah, at least a, sure. lo- a lot of options. And I think you hit it right on the head there. It is. It feels like it needs to be a turning point in our society where these issues have existed for so long. And of course, you know, kind of the perfect storm with with the coronavirus and having everyone be stuck at home and just really the the full attention that can be paid to this is, you know, standing staring right in front of us. So it has to be addressed at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I know I know these guys are. Are, uh, some of these guys live in check to check and you know under these circumstances um and they have to play you know what i mean because you got to provide for your family and your <laughs> there's bills that are not going away you have to pay these bills you know so it's understandable for sure and um you're in a situation where you have to decide something that's going to be very historical and monumental um that you can have an impact on um so i it's, it's, it's a tough decision to make for sure. It definitely is. Yeah, and There's I think... There's no wrong answer. No, yeah, no question. And I, and I think that the decision, you know, it's important for whoever is in the league and wants to play, but I think it's going to be especially highlighted for, you know, a lot of these teams that are real championship contenders as well because, you know, already Avery Bradley mentioned on the Lakers, you know, best record yes. in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, obviously he is a, a big part of that team. He's not going to play. And we'll have that same kind of decision for a lot of the Clippers. We've already heard Lou Williams say he's, you know, he's 50-50. He's a huge part of the Clippers team. We saw, you know, Davis Bertans, who's a good player for the Wizards, you know, opt not to play because he's going to be a free agent. So we know that, you know, Montres Harrell and Marcus Morris are huge parts of the team and they're, you know, free agents. So that could play in as well. So, you know, this team that is a surefire championship contender, we don't, you know, we won't really know which players will arrive until, you know, the deadline next week when all of this has to be submitted. Yeah, for sure. Dang, this is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy situation. <laughs> it's a crazy situation. 
uh, to, to let your team down. Uh, in other words, not let your team down, but actually go apart, go about your heart decision. It's a really tough decision right now. Uh, you're close to winning the championship, but then again, is it that serious to win something that, you know, it's going to be looked upon like, why did you even play, you mm-hmm. know, knowing that this is going on right now. So some guys are going to not even take the championship like as a as a real thing, you know. But um, I think for the most part, NBA is doing a good job, um, what they can do. Um, it's trying to help as much as possible. And they always been about the players, um, just to, just involved in the evolution of the, of the game and stuff. And um, I don't take no shade off of them. I know they're doing it for the right reason. They're probably trying to figure out other ways how to voice their opinion as far as in in this situation. Um, I think the the Clippers are really going to have um, their hands full um, this year um, trying to figure out who's in and who's not. Um, you say Lou Williams is fifty fifty, and that's a big piece right there. You yeah. know, oh man, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that guy has no. Um, no, uh, how should I say this? No fear? No, no, no fear, exactly, yes. <laughs> this guy has no fear. You would love to have him on your team, you know. And the psychological standpoint, which I see, you're playing the game at the highest level against some gladiators, you know. You have to be mentally 100% in. If you're 50-50 in, it's not going to be working as far as mm. getting all the way to the finals. You know, just from me playing the game, if you're not committed to something like that, um, you're one second short of a decision making that can jeopardize a lot of things, you know. Um, helping your player, your teammates out, whatever's going on in your head, you got to clear that mindset if you're going to be able to play this game in the NBA. Yeah, I think the the one I guess positive on that, if these, you know, whoever decides to play, is that they have essentially a little bit of a, you know, a mini training camp to to work with, where you know the games wouldn't start until the very end of July. So you've got, you know, the training camp for about, you know, three, four weeks to kind of get your head right in that right mental space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that uh, that should help for sure. A lot of these guys talking about they don't have gyms and stuff like that. Um, You better find a gym and get your butt in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, you know, outside of, you know, all the other factors that we've been discussing, you know, obviously the virus and, you know, protests and and fighting for racial justice on strictly just the basketball side of it. Assuming we have a relatively full Clippers roster, what what do you see if everything plays out well in terms of all the other stuff and health? Um, Just, you know, the final will be an eight-game tune-up before the playoffs. Um, How long do you think before this team can kind of gel and resemble what we saw for most of this year where they're kind of hitting their stride uh, going back into the playoffs. Yeah, it, I think it's all about chemistry. Uh, the concern of, uh, of the brotherhood of your family uh, as a teammate, uh, making sure they're okay, uh, and starting from there, uh, stepping on the court, having each other's back and stuff like that. You got to build that trust all over again. You know what I mean? Not playing for this long, um, it, it's a setback. It's an honest setback for sure. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much practice you've been playing if you're not playing five on five and on top of that if you're not playing with your team um and knowing the the 
the things and attributes that they can do, it's going to be hard to get that back in rotation. And whoever gets that back um, is going to be, you know, triumphant towards the playoffs and stuff like that. So the the Clippers had a had a great situation right now where they were actually playing at a high level. Um, they were a, a, a team favorite uh, throughout the West. Um, they def- dominated uh, California, which is awesome. You know what I mean? They got that for, that that image of actually stamping over uh, the Lakers. Um, but I think for the most part, the Clippers really have to uh, figure out how to jail faster than other teams. You know, and that would be something that's serious that they can have uh, momentum-wise. And, and who knows how much it'll translate on the court, but we know that at least kind of having that, you know, in mind exactly what you were talking about. We know that Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers and the whole staff have really been on, on top of trying to keep the team as together as possible. And they have the whole, you know, win the weight slogan. Steve Ballmer sent out workout material to every player's house and they've kind of had these Zoom meetings. So, you know, if any team has tried to stay together through all of this, we know that the Clippers have been doing kind of everything that they possibly can during this time to keep that chemistry, like you said, alive and and hope that that kind of translates when play does resume at the end of July. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was kind of weird how, how everything unfolded, for sure. Um, I think that uh, the uh, the situation where it stopped, people were unsure of what was going to happen. And I think that um, the Clippers actually stayed and cohesive of, of, of actually being able to, you know, play basketball and keep going. I had had in contact with a couple of guys, even the young guys, um, with the Clippers. Um, I forgot my man's name. Is it Ross? What is the day? Hold on, stop. Some quick. some of the young guys. We got Terrence Mann. We got a uh... yeah, Terrence Mann. Exactly. Yes, yeah. he's a BDA client that I, I was represented by BDA uh, Sports Agency, and. Um, He's actually been, you know, keeping in contact and telling everybody. And I have a situation I can contact the BDA. And they've been actually just being able to play outside on courts, you know what I mean? And getting in gyms and stuff and staying together, which is pretty awesome. You yeah. know, so um, the bench is going to be really huge for them. Um, I, I say that all the time, but um, the bench is going to be really powerful for them. And they had a strong bench for sure moving forward. And that's that's actually a great point too, because we know that that's been, you know, really the Clippers' biggest strength over many many other of these contenders is just how deep they are. And normally, yeah. in the playoffs and in normal situations, we see, you know, bench is important, but rotations really shrink during the playoffs. But in this scenario where everyone's been out for so long, you probably will need to go a little deeper into your bench. You know, fatigue might be more of a factor, and that could that could be a really huge turning point. You know, in these playoffs when they can go. 10, 11 guys deep when other teams don't really have that luxury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no question. And um, as, as we go forward in this thing, we know we were talking about about the coronavirus and just how the league will handle this. I don't know if you, you saw this, but uh, the league was talking about, or there's been you know reports that a lot of these guys, when they're not playing, are going to be wearing basically a smart ring that can – if it lights up a certain way, tell them that they what? that they have basically symptoms three days in advance. So that sounds like some futuristic stuff, but 
and, and stuff that you know the rest of the public could probably use as well but it seems like that's in the works for the players as well that's pretty awesome man um <laughs> what the heck is going on? Are they, are they actually playing with this ring or what? What's going on? No, I think that off? I think just while they're in the bubble, you know, walking around, they'll be they'll be wearing this thing, and you know, if, depending on however they work this thing, the levels of it, if it shows Man, that, that they could have potential symptoms. Like some, yeah, that sounds like some tracking device to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the heck that's going on. And how do they have everybody's sizes? This is crazy. I guess the, I guess that's in the works right now, right? They got yeah. <laughs> they got two months to figure that out, and I guess they're they're getting the ring sizes right now, just like just like they would for a championship ring, I guess. All right, and as we as we move forward here, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves since we're obviously just kind of taking this day by day, week by week as this thing goes. But one thing that I've it's been really inter- interesting to me as well is we mentioned players who are free agents potentially not playing. Uh, but just thinking about this thing logistically from the cap side of things, uh, as weird as it may sound, the Clippers might actually benefit in a weird way from the salary cap going down, which it likely will with all this going on in future years, just from their own, you know, retaining their own players where we know Kawhi and Paul George signed those two-year deals with opt-outs. They're almost certainly going to opt in now because the money won't be as strong in the two years when it comes up again. And and even for the guys coming up this year, you know, being able to re-sign your own guys is obviously a lot easier when the cap goes down compared to other teams who probably won't want to spend as much. So in terms of keeping this great group together, it seems like at least from that side of things, the the one positive for this could be the Clippers keeping this core group together for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Your, your nucleus is, is, is Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard for sure. And these guys actually decided – to go to the Clippers, you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like I was going to go here just to go somewhere else. They really took their time. And they were pressured, each one of these guys, and, and they decided to come to the Clippers. So I don't see them actually leaving, you know, their hometown, you know, anytime soon. Yeah, that's the caveat, right? It's like it's both of their hometowns, and they, it was yeah, such a big ordeal to come here. Yeah, For sure. And on top of that, you had an option, both of them, to – play with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers and you turn that down you know so if that's not something that you consider I want to play against this guy um in his you know in California in my hometown that's definitely like a, a no-brainer for sure that the Cavs fans don't have to worry about I mean uh, I'm sorry the, <laughs> the Clippers <laughs> fans don't have to the Clippers fans don't have to worry too much about it all you know it's just those other centerpieces that they need to to, to jail even better you know yeah and speaking of LeBron he of course one of the best players to ever play the game he's defined you know all terms of age just still being a monster and an MVP candidate this year and we know that he's always at the forefront of social justice uh, we do yeah. know that he's talked about wanting to play but also recognize this moment and for him we said he is defined age but it catches up to everyone at some point so you have to think for him this is a really difficult moment as well for, you know, who knows how many chances you have to win another championship, but also having to deal with everything else that we've already discussed as well. It's got to be a really unique time for him among all of the players as well. For sure, for sure. I, I think LeBron James has made so many promises and he's upheld all these promises to, to teams, to companies, and, you know, the Miami Heat to the Cavaliers are coming back and winning the championship. And, 
to the Los Angeles Lakers uh, due to the fact that he wants to win it even 10 times better uh, of the loss of, you know, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's definitely has taken no losses in my book that I've seen, you know, from, from what he's done um, on and off the court. Uh, but, you know, the time is fine. Wine time, time is not on his side, but at the same time, he finds ways of revamping his game and uh, being a dominant force, you know, on the court. So, um, He's he's always built you know key pieces around him to to make his game you know elevate you know uh, to a high level for sure. Um, LeBron James is something special, man. You know I definitely can't talk too much about him because he's in the whole whole plateau of himself. You know, uh, but I think for the most part these guys are getting younger um, and they're coming at the LeBron James is you know his neck for sure. Um, you got injuries that, you know, groans that he's had in the past and stuff like that. and uh, It's catching up to him, you know. So this year was definitely a year that he was putting 110% into, you know, his craft and trying to win a championship. And um, they were definitely on the, on, the, on the plateau of actually winning the championship. I can't even say here and lie and think that, you know, the Clippers were going to win it all. Um, which would be awesome for them, but you know you still have to knock out that monster that came from you know the East Coast to the West Coast for this situation. You know um, he took on that challenge. He didn't have a real big challenge to play in the East Coast, um, getting to the finals. You know that was damn near his. You know he was walking through the East, uh, yeah. getting to the finals. You know so he took on this challenge of playing against the Golden State Warriors. You know. Kevin Durant and all these guys um, who run up and down 24-7 shooting nothing but threes in the West Coast, you know, not half-court basketball. So um, it was something that he always takes a challenge on, and I respect him for that more than anything, you know. So uh, this year was definitely a setback, but it can be uh, accomplished, you know. Who knows what can happen uh, and what's in store for LeBron James, for sure. He's the dominant force. Yeah, he's one of the AD on his AD's on his side too. So yeah, I mean LeBron, one of the best to to ever do it. And you mentioned AD, and I think that's what we've all been waiting for. At least you know before all of this happened, right? The the battle yeah. of LA. We you know they of course the Clippers won two out of three, but all really competitive, fun games, and kind of everyone outside of Los Angeles, inside of it, the whole NBA had this kind of circled as we want to see this in the conference finals and see you know Heck which yeah. which one of these two titans would come out on top. Heck yeah, heck yeah. That was gonna be a that was gonna be a storyline, a headline that you would not miss for sure. And if you if you miss the game, you'd be stupid not. <laughs> you know what I mean? To kick yourself in the head for sure. So um, everybody wants to see that stuff, and, and that's the stuff that sells, you know. And the NBA has to pay out all these 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 players and everybody, and they're losing a lot of money. So I see why they have to start the season and figure out some way of getting this going. Yeah, and, and, you know, that obviously plays into the following season, too, with you mentioned the losing money. If they're, you know, unable to continue this one, and then that, you know, obviously money loss plays into the next season and how you make that work with the coronavirus, you know, who who knows how long it is before there's a vaccine and we'll be able to see fans in the building. They might be able to play, but... Man, what? How are they even going to do this? Have they talked about that? I know there's no fans and stuff like that, and... Um... The players can actually watch other players play. Um, I see. I seen actually they have to actually get dressed in their own 
uh, hotel <laughs> to come down to play, which is crazy. You know, it's like some AAU basketball type stuff, man. It, it really is, and especially just the setup. You know, the different courts where I think that's going to be that's probably the best way to most accurate way to describe it is it's going to have an AAU feel. You have like kind of these round robin games. And you're going one after the other, and like you said, the other guys can sit and watch. It'll it's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know, uh, what's the roster going to be like? Because you know, nowadays they shoot, they got they got two way contracts, they got exempt tent, they got so many guys on the roster now. And rather than your average twelve player, they got seventeen, eighteen guys down the line. Are they going to be able to bring all these guys and coaches and stuff? How is that going to work? Yeah, I think they said they're going to bring. Like you said, I think some of these 17, they're going to have basically teams are going to be allowed to sign, I think, a couple extra guys just to to have in case, you know, someone gets injured or, of course, gets sick with the coronavirus. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, they're going to have, the, I think, that like they said, the two levels of the bench sitting, you know, the five in the front of the bench and then behind. And, you know, we'll see how they make it work. But I think they're going to have a limited number of people, of course, in the gym at a time and, you know, mm-hmm. probably – you know, temperature checks when you come in and all the precautions that you possibly could have and then wow. just see if it can work. Wow, wow, wow. That's awesome. This is going to be a treat. It's going to be a treat. And, and hopefully, <laughs> like you said, you know, you know, we're going to probably see someone or some player test positive and you can only hope that, one, anyone who gets sick is asymptomatic and, you know, doesn't yeah. become seriously ill from this and doesn't yeah. infect other people and, and two, just purely on the basketball side of things, it's you know doesn't knock out players that obviously have a huge impact in in a championship push for any team involved, whether that's Kawhi or LeBron or we already heard that you know Nikola Jokic he's asymptomatic and recovering fine, but he tested positive the other day, so it's gonna be wow. it's gonna be interesting to see how this thing all plays out. Wow, this is this is bad, man. This is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy world we're living in right now. Uh, to think of this. Wow, it's a lot, to, lots of to consider. That NBA has their, you know, their whole reputation on the line of how they're going to do this. You know, um, it's a big decision to actually come back during the circumstances, and on top of that, during these uh, circumstances with the uh, injustice system going on like this, because um, you know, once the the voting comes in, it's going to be eating up a lot of the media uh, aspect. You know, so it's going to be big. I, I, I'm gonna be tuned in for sure. I'm not gonna miss a beat. <laughs> I want to see how this is gonna play out and how in shape these guys are gonna be. And I'm gonna be cheering on these Clipper boys, man, hoping they're gonna gonna steal the show. Yeah, I mean, same here. And like you said, the NBA, along with everything that's already they're up against, you know, obviously, you know, we don't want to get too deep into politics and stuff. But we talked about it with Mike Taylor last week. It's the leadership right now outside of the NBA in the country is as bad as possible and we're seeing that reflected in the the coronavirus numbers just spiking out of control while other countries including Italy where you're at who have had terrible experiences are now kind of getting under control it's it seems to be the complete opposite here so it's just another hurdle for the NBA to you know overcome and and think about is you know trying to deal with this while you know pretty much it's being ignored around the country All right, so before we, we wrap this thing up, if everything goes to plan, 
in the NBA season continues well. Uh, right now, if the standings would stay the same, which we don't know they will, but the Clippers' first-round playoff matchup would be the Dallas Mavericks. We already know that Clippers have done very well against Dallas this year. Also throw in the fact Willie Cauley-Stein just announced he's not playing. Um, yeah. And Dwight Powell, of course, is hurt. So just your thoughts on what that matchup would look like for the Clippers in the first round and how you think they'd fare. Oh, man, the Clippers are going to run through them. It's going to be a sweep. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a sweep. I'm not even going to play uh, play nice at all. Uh, it's going to be a sweep. You know, from, from if, it, if the clock started right now, it would definitely be a sweep. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I mean, Doncic is an incredible player, but just from just the firepower alone, you have obviously two guys in Kawhi and Paul George, and then you throw in, you know, even Beverly at times to, to put on Doncic and then – just the defensive aspect where they can limit these guys, and that's really what's happened in these previous matchups this year. It seems mm-hmm. like at pretty much every spot, the Clippers have the advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, Porzingis is coming back from an injury. Um, he's not 100% healthy by no means. Even when the season was starting, it was playing him little little minutes at a time. Um, so that was a big piece that Dallas was having, and they were just, just praying that he would you know, last the whole season uh, and stay healthy. And um, like you said, the defensive end of, of, is is really pretty much the Clippers' offense. You know, you got yeah. guys that can switch at multiple positions. You got your guards that can guard five men. You know, that's unheard of right there. And picking up full court, you know. So, and on top of that, there's nowhere for any – for Luka Donix to hide, he has to play defense. Yeah, who is who is he going to guard? You know what I mean. So it's it's kind of hard. For sure, he would get his. He's an unbelievable player. Uh, Luka Donix is a young uh, inspiration for uh, basketball at a youth age. But uh, I think that um, it's it's a it's a seasonal game once it hits to the playoffs. You know, and these guys have been in the first round, and that's nothing for them for sure. So. I think that's going to be easy. Yeah, you know, a talented team in Dallas, but it just seems like, you know, for these teams that are kind of loaded up for the playoffs, the Clippers being one of them, they'd be they'd be ready and, you know, to fire on all cylinders when it comes to that time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. All right, well, this has been a good one. Alex, as always, you know, we'll continue to track this thing. It's just it's so weird to know because really – all of us here just kind of in the unknown this has never obviously happened before we'll be really curious to see how it plays out but you know in the upcoming weeks we'll see which players decide to drop out you know what happens and and just how this thing plays out for sure for sure i'm gonna be charity going um just just praying for these guys and also you know uh, trying to you know have, have have a good ride um, cheering the Clippers on, man, and, and I hope they do really good. Um, but I just want the NBA to get back, you know, to its full strength. And uh, it's going to be hard and difficult at the same time, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, no question about it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if you enjoy the show, as we mentioned at the top of the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, you can also find us anywhere podcasts are available and check out any show on the Believe.com platform. Uh, And that's going to do it. So for Alex Acker, Jesse Cass, we'll be back next week on the Believe in Clippers podcast. See you guys later. All right, guys.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.